please join with us in spirit as we confess our sins to the God who came and became human so that we could live into all of our humanness and we could confess that, our brokenness, our frailty, and our sin before him. God of love, all year long we, we pursue power and money, yet you come in weakness. All season long we covet great material gifts when you alone offer what is lasting. Through the work of this Lord Jesus, who comes among us full of grace and truth, forgive us, heal us, correct us. Then open our lips that we may sing your praise with the angels and remake our lives that we may witness to your transforming love. Through Christ our Lord, amen. Here's your assurance of pardon. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. Let's take a moment to pray together. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the privilege to worship you in singing as we've been doing, Lord, and giving an offering and giving our lives to you and now in hearing from your word. Thank you so much for Jesus and all that that offertory just spoke to about his entire ministry life. And thank you that it began in Bethlehem in that manger and ended in a tomb but then rose from the dead and burst the bonds. We praise you for that. We thank you for the privilege to be able to give now even and to be together in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's great being together on Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. I trust this has been a good day so far. You know, um, I want to introduce you this morning to, uh, to my granddaughter, my youngest granddaughter of eight grandkids. Her name is Arabella. This is a picture taken yesterday. Uh, when we were together, and uh, Arabella is a, just the sweetest little girl, and of course you can imagine she's got grandma and grandpa's hearts wrapped around her, her finger or anything else she wants to stick out at us, and uh, we just love her to death, and um, if, if you could see more closely at that picture, you'd, you'd, uh, you'd notice that even in the midst of our laughing and enjoying each other, that there's, there's differences about Bella. Um, her, she's named after Janet's grandmother. Her name's Arabella, Arabella Rose, and so she carries the family name, Arabella Burns. And um, but but there's differences. Uh, you'd notice that uh, even though I have more silver hair now, but my hair was uh, was blonde at one time. And uh, you see that she has very dark hair, and she has a different color eyes and different color skin, uh, and that's because Arabella is adopted. Um, but uh, very early in her life, as a matter of fact, mom and dad, our son and, and his wife, uh, were able to be in the hospital right after she was born. They have a very good relationship, a very caring, caring and loving relationship with her birth mother. And so they were able to be right there, uh, right after the birth, and uh, with Bella in the hospital. And then they bro brought her uh, to a, a home of a family that, that does this um, it's part of uh, the Lifeline adoption program, and they're kind of a, a caring family, and they stayed there for two weeks while in, in, in Birmingham, 
while all the processing took place. And then after two weeks, they were able to sign off. They, they hadn't had the adoption completed yet, but they were able to sign off and be able to bring her home. And uh, while they were in Birmingham, Janet and I went there and uh, spent time with Arabella and got to know her as well. And uh, so almost from her very birth, we've been able to be together with her. And uh, then, of course, they brought her home, and she's been with the family. And then the next picture, though, is, is the official meeting that we had uh, months later uh, when you'll see, if you can see that fairly clearly, that's, that's my son and his wife and his, their two sons and their lawyer uh, on, if you're looking at it on our left, and the judge who uh, oversaw the adoption. And uh, we were in his courtroom and went through the entire legal proceedings and finally he signed off and everything. And Arabella was then officially uh, part of our family. But she was part of our family long before that judge signed those papers. Uh, early, early in those days together, uh, we fell in love with her, and, and she is just a dear, sweet member of our family. Now you say, well, well, what does adoption have to do with Christmas? It has to do with the passage that Aaron shared as the, um, in, in, in the assurance of salvation this morning. And I'd like us to look at that passage again just for a few moments. Galatians chapter 4, verses 6, 4 through 6. There, Paul writes this, When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, now, I've been reflecting upon this verse, these two verses, over the last couple of weeks, anticipating this time together, and the question that kept coming back to my mind is why? Why? Why would Jesus do it? Why would Jesus leave the fellowship, the relationship, the comfort of his eternal relationship with the Father and be born of a woman? Not just born of a woman, but born of a woman in the lowliest of all circumstances. Placing himself under the law. Responsible to be obedient to the law. Why would Jesus do that? Jesus himself told us why. In John chapter 14, verse 31, and you can go there, Sam. John 14, 31, Jesus said this to his disciples. I do as the Father has commanded me so that the world may know that I love the Father. Above all reasons for Jesus, being born of a woman, born under the law, was because Jesus said, because I love the Father. And because that was the Father's desire. And because I love the Father, I want to do what the Father commands me to do. And I want the world to know that I love the Father. And that's the, the first and foremost reason why I did this. Now, here's the next question. If Jesus came to earth, born of a woman, born under the law, because he loved the Father and wanted to obey the Father, why did the Father want him to do that? Why? The next verse says exactly why. The verse we all know. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have 
everlasting life. The reason why the Father, who loved the Son, sent the Son to be born of a woman, to be born under the law, was because He loved the world so much that He gave His Son. And He gave His Son not for a sweet, wonderful people. You know, when we think of ourselves and when we think of our children, when we think of others, we often think of ourselves as not too bad. We think of our little kids as, well, yeah, they cause problems sometimes, but we love them and we care for them. No, no, no. That's, you've got to remember that, that Paul there was saying he was born under the law because we are under the law and because we cannot obey the law. We sung just a little bit earlier. Christ was born for poor, ornery people like you and like I. And the older I get, the more ornery I realize I am. We're broken people, not sweet, lovable people that God would want to send His Son. We are the people who rejected Him. John chapter 1 says, The light came into the world, and the world did not know Him. He came to His own people, and His own people did not receive Him. These are the very people that Jesus came to care for and to love and to die for. As a matter of fact, Paul says in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, that God shows His love for us that while we were still sinners, still broken, still refusing to be obedient to Him, still spitting in His face, as it were, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That last song that we listened to for the offertory said it beautifully. It said that Jesus came not only to be born of a manger, but came to die. You see, Christmas without Easter is just sentimentality. But that little child was born to die. And what's the result? What's the result of that child coming to die for us? Born under the law. Fulfilling the law. It's adoption. It's adoption. Again, Galatians 4, 6, and 7. Listen carefully. When the fullness of time had come, God, not because you were lovely, not because I was lovely, not because we asked for it, God, on His own initiative, sent forth His Son. And that Son was born of a woman, born under the law. Why? To redeem those who were under the law. Us! who are under the condemnation of the law, who could not fulfill God's expectations, who could never glorify Him, who could never be what we were made to be, who were condemned to everlasting perdition and death. God sent His Son to redeem those under the law. Not only to redeem them, but that we might receive adoption as sons and daughters. And Paul says, because you are sons and daughters, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying out, 
Abba, Father. We are adopted. We are His children. He loves us infinitely more than Janet and I love little Arabella. He was willing to send His Son to die to make you His child. Now what difference does it make? Puritan Puritan Richard Baxter, hundreds of years ago in England, put it this way. He says, Is it a small thing in your eyes to be loved by God? To be the son, the daughter, the love, the delight of the king of glory? Christian, believe this and think about this. You will be eternally embraced in the arms of the love which was from everlasting and will extend to everlasting. The love which brought the Son of God's love from heaven to earth, from earth to the cross, from the cross to the grave, from the grave to glory. That that love which was weary, hungry, tempted, scorned, scourged, buffeted, spat upon, crucified, pierced. That love which fasted, prayed, taught, healed, wept, sweated, bled, died. That love will eternally embrace you. What a Christmas present to be called the sons and daughters of the living God to be eternally embraced by the Father because the Father sent His Son. Let's pray together. What more, Lord? What more could we ask for? Any meager Christmas present pales with the present that you have provided for us in Jesus. Thank you for providing Jesus, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem us and free us that we might receive adoption as sons and daughters and might even say from the depths of our hearts, Daddy, Father, thanks be to God. Amen. Brothers and sisters, may the love of God the Father, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and may the fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with you and abide with you today and for this entire week. God bless you. Merry Christmas.